You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, so yeah. now we've had some time off. Uh, the world has exploded three right. or four times, right. and <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, the first thing is, um, I, I'm going to say, I think we have more or less fixed uh, some audio problems Yes. Uh, that we had. And, and so the last podcast we put up, it was like very quiet. Yeah. And I've tried to do what I can uh, to have make that better like after the fact. And I probably could make it even better if I were so inclined. If we were sound engineers. Uh, right. You know, but, but anyway, um, so now right. we, we may be slightly like on the other end, but I figured uh, if yeah, it's easier. if it's a little too loud, you, you can, can turn it down. You, you right. can turn it down. It's always better bit, to turn it down. Uh, yeah. So in case any like <laughs> cats run by or I don't know, something falls if, over in the background, it'll be it, it may it may pick up quite a bit. Some longtime loud, listener you know. who's used to the last couple shows of us being like really, really quiet <laughs> had the volume jacked, yeah, right. started in and now they're bleeding through the ears. So yeah, sure. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, all sorts of stuff, uh, has happened and we got to get through a bunch of movies Yeah, and, uh, the craziest part of that, uh, to a certain extent yeah. is, um, the critics choice awards are coming up on, uh, March 7th. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which sounds a long ways away. <laughs> it does sound a really I long mean, way away. It's not. And not only does it sound a really long way away, but, uh, the, the initial, like round of voting, nominating, and all that stuff is uh, February first through fifth is wow. is my window of uh, when I nominate stuff, right? Yeah. Um. And and actually, I don't even know if that means it's all over by the fifth, and it's like, boom, nominate, then vote, whatever. Right. You know, I have no idea. All I know is that uh, on That's the first, the I have to do something. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and that is crazy because last year was like the early year yeah or was that two years ago no i'm pretty sure i think it was last year and it was uh you know it was like Mm -hmm. pre-christmas you were under the gun you had to like like, i had to watch so many movies it was like december 18th you had to have everything done yeah yeah it was it was nuts now it's uh not till february but (laughs) that cracked me up i remember running into you and seeing you and you just looked (laughs) Like you're a pretty even keeled guy. You had the slight hint of frazzle yeah. at your eyes. You're I was, like, I'm uh, watching everything. I I had to watch yeah. so many movies yeah. so fast. I remember that uh, that it was uh, that kind of nuts. Um, anyway, but the so the <laughs> TV side of things uh, nominations are already out, and uh, they're pretty much what you'd expect uh, going through yeah. those. And uh, I'm not going to run through like what all the nominations were and everything. Um, but I was uh, bizarrely disappointed. I was I was actually pretty happy with most of the TV nominations. Yeah. But uh, Succession was oh, yeah. really kind of overlooked, left out. Yeah. And man, I don't know. Have you watched that? No, I, I love that show. Yeah. I, I watched. You've so about there's. It. So we're through two seasons now, right? But uh, I watched like the first episode of that show a really long time ago. Yeah. And I was like. Um, all right, whatever. Right. I mean, it's okay. And I and, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of it's not really like my thing exactly, right? Like yeah. it's not But if it hits right, it's not a show that you would say, "Oh, well, yeah. uh, Mark Eastman's Mark's going to love, love this, this, right?" Right. Um, but you know, um Culkin's in it, yeah. uh, and and I really like him mm-hmm. in most things that he's in, right? Yeah. Um anyway, uh, but now I'm like, all right, fine. Second season, I started watching it again, and I like just binged the whole yeah, thing. That's cool. Was, and there are a couple things in it, you know, through the course of the entire two seasons, right? There are a couple things in it that happened that I'm like, ugh, this is kind of stupid. Yeah, like, we couldn't figure out how to get out of this cage right. that we, you know, penned right. ourselves into, and now all of a sudden it's like um, this, and you're, like, ugh, <laughs> yeah. well, fine, right. whatever, and it's kind of goofy. So not quite perfect. But overall, man, but solid. It yeah. was, uh, I don't know, it kind of hooked me in. Anyway, uh, so those are out. 
And, uh, you know, we've got uh, several movies to try and get through. Yeah. Uh, so in case you're just wondering if you want to listen to the rest of the show at all, right? Right. Uh, right. So the things that we are going to cover to one degree or another uh, are going to be Wonder Woman, which came out like three and a half years ago. <laughs> uh, Midnight Sky, which I had already talked about in a previous show, but now you've seen it yeah, too. I can quickly fill uh, that in. Nomadland, which is uh, getting insane attention yeah. and everybody loves it and everything. And uh, the little things, right? Um, which comes out Friday. Couple days, yeah. So, uh, and you know, it's getting kind of a lot of attention too. I think based mostly on the fact that you know who's in it, right? Like, I, I mean, it's getting more attention. At least I think what I what I see from the attention that it's getting, right, is. Uh, the attention that it's getting is a lot more about who's in it than, hey, look what this is about what they're and doing. why yeah. it's interesting or yeah. anything like that. It's just that it's uh, Leto and Denzel Washington. Right. And, and so, Rami Malek. Everybody's got right. Oscars everywhere. So you right. put two, so, two or three Oscar sure. winners in a film and now you've got to do it. Uh, and then I'm also going to talk about Our Friend real quick, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I you know really kind of oddly blew me away i don't know hmm. but it is a weird movie too in that uh it seems to like be sparking a lot of arguments online <laughs> and it's good and it's kind of but they're weird arguments oh, okay um and but before we get to that i do want to mention uh because i'm more or less obligated to right the right. critics choice uh, super awards happened <laughs> I'm always going to laugh at that super since, awards since we had uh, our last on. show. Right. And so now here's the thing, because it's, it, it's kind of goofy, right? <laughs> and it's, it's fun in a strange way that yeah. the critics choice awards are now separating everything into all sorts of different awards every which way. Right. 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 So somewhere around June, there's like reality TV has its own awards. Right. Right. So uh, the critics choice has gone like golden globesy. And and stuck everything together, so they got TV and movies in their main, you know, tent pole right. big award show, right? Um, but then, so we've done that for a couple of years, and then went, hey, we got like eight thousand awards <laughs> in like one show, right? So how's that going to happen, right? Uh, and so the first thing was that they uh, we split off the documentary <laughs> awards into their own show. So, oh yeah, right. So right. all documentary things, sure. Y- you got you got your own show, the, yeah. Which I love that, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a huge documentary guy. Um, I mean, I like documentaries as much as the next movie critic, right? But right. I'm not all about documentaries. Uh, but I do love the fact that it's its own show. Yeah, you can have like more awards, be a little bit uh, bigger in in what you're highlighting and stuff. And documentaries get like, you know, their own day. And right. I don't know. It's right. pretty cool. Uh, then we got the reality TV awards, uh, basically only because reality TV is actually popular and people watch it. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we got reality TV awards. So now we got the super awards where basically what happened is uh, we've branched off those awards that we had. Um, just because we were like trying to throw people a bone. Right. 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 And especially because that doesn't (laughs) always work. Right. So we used to have like best horror in the regular awards. There was like best horror or something. I don't know. Um, but we had like, you know, best action, but we were trying to be more like, no, look really like action, not like just best move best picture but with explosion it happens this to is, be an action right you know whatever but anyway so that has uh so that has branched out <laughs> into its own thing right so uh the and here's here's the horrible part okay is that uh the year we decide to do this maybe not the best year right, right. <laughs> because the can't control these things the films available maybe not so much but also in the super awards uh it's animated movie is in there i'm not really sure why but anyway uh so what we got out of that was uh your best action movie Mm -hmm. and that was the five bloods Mm -hmm. right and uh like best actor uh went to that too 
Best Actress uh, went to The Hunt. And then you got Animated mm-hmm. and you got Soul. And we also have Voice Actor, Voice Actress with both still went to Soul. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, and then you got Best Superhero Movie and it went to The Old Guard. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, not that that's a terrible movie. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't awesome. It was better than I thought, uh, but, but it, was, it wasn't it was bad. Fine. Yeah. But really, it was not like a superhero year, right? right. It was not a right. big superhero year. And and it's funny because you know this stuff like builds and builds and builds, and finally you're like, man, there's a superhero movie every time you turn around. We should have our own award for right. that. And then we go, okay, let's do that. And then right, nothing. No. We'll then, be pioneers. <laughs> And then no superhero movies. Yeah. And uh, that also had actor and actress, uh, which went to uh, Birds of Prey, which is kind of yep. insane. Uh, best horror movie was The Invisible Man. Yeah. Best horror movie actor went to Vince Vaughn for Freaky, which is just sad. <laughs> I mean, whether you like him or not. That's also you- best superhero movie in a year with no MCU. Right. Like that's, I mean, it that's, was, uh, he's there and we'll get it to him, but he didn't. <laughs> No offense, Vince, right, but right. that was... We need one. We need somebody. But also, I mean, uh, it's not even whether or not he was good or bad. And I think, actually, he was pretty good in it. He like, was pretty good in it. In the sense of, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and are you doing yeah. it good or not? And he's, you know, got to be the teenage Dude, girl when you're, the whole thing. Look, but also it's kind of not really a horror movie even. I mean, it's like so like... Yeah, I mean, they call him a serial killer, so that's the way they get it. But it's, it's you know... But when you're when you're like 660 and you're Vince Vaughn and you get accolades for portraying a teenage girl instead of a serial killer, like that movie's messed up. I'm sorry. Like I didn't buy him as a serial killer at all. But when he was the girl, I totally bought it. Right. So... Well, and they they didn't ever really give you much to work with on him being a serial killer either they sort of just it was almost like uh, believe us you know it was also uh, it was almost like you're watching like an episode of batman or some like 70s tv show where right. you see him and then the movie you know freeze frames and right. the and title comes it. up and it says Villain. serial killer yeah, right? right or whatever yeah right uh anyway so um and so horror actress was elizabeth moss in uh, invisible man and then uh, science fiction fantasy went to Palm Springs, which is also okay. the, the same boat, right? It's yeah. like that is so that's a big accidentally that's a science big fiction. That was a fun movie, but that's a big mistake. Yeah, I liked that movie, right? But also, here's another one. You know, like 15 science fiction movies did not come out this yeah. year. I mean, we're lucky 15 movies came out right. this year. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's like right. not... We didn't no, have tons of choice, but... Uh, so in one way, I think it's goofy. It, yeah. It's like it's a goofy choice because it is so accidentally science fiction, right? Yeah. It's it's not it's not really science fiction. It just is science right. fiction. Right. So who knows? Whatever. Right. Um, but I, you know, I liked that movie, and it's like us, right? It yeah. wasn't going to win anything else right. ever. It was never right. going to get any award right. for anything. But I did like it, yeah. and uh, and. <laughs> And I, I, I'm surprised how much I liked everyone in it. Like everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like, like all the side people, right. like a- anyone who was in that movie, I was like, man, this right. is, this is really, this is really doing all this stuff. And it's, you know, it's a, it's well, a, goof, I mean, it's look. a goofy movie and it's a weird thing to throw at science fiction fantasy. But also, I mean, what are your 10 nominees for best science fiction fantasy <laughs> movie this year? I mean, what? What are you going to do? So anyway, that's um, oh, and uh, best best villain, yeah, in a movie. This better be good. No, it's awful. It went to Jim Carrey for Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of am, I I'm kind of okay with that because yeah. the the moment I read this list and I start with best action, which I might depending on where my eyes glaze first, I might go for horror, sci fi, or action. If I see the best action film is Defy Bloods, and I've seen Defy Bloods, I'm not reading the rest of this list. <laughs> I'm not. You can't be taken seriously. Yeah. Sorry. That's not that's it's not a bad movie, but it's not the best action film. Hell, extraction right. was a much right. better extraction film than Defy Bl- Defy Bloods. Like, no way. Sorry. 
Yeah, it's so, um, you have no credibility. Not you. This list has no. <laughs> you have you have, no, you have no credibility reading this list to me. I don't hear anything. I, yeah, now. I didn't vote for it, but and I, I did just, vote. So yeah, uh, yeah, I know. So, anyway, anyway. Um, okay, so that's the super awards and the super awards. and whether or not it's a goofy <laughs> list or the right things won, like I don't even care. But, like if the Golden Globes happen, right, yeah. and you're like, this should have won this right. or whatever, right. then okay, fine. But with this, I'm like, look, this is like just uh, I I think, and I'm totally biased because you know I'm in the group, right. But I think, you know, kind of hooray for doing these awards no matter what happens or what wins. hundred percent. Because it's yes. just like we're going to try and Definitely. maybe it will fail, but Definitely. we're going to try to just highlight some other things, you know, like. I'll, I'll say this as a caveat to myself and to that foolish list <laughs> that lists by their very nature operate on heads and tails immediately. Like you don't ever see one side over the other. The person delivering a list, any list. I mean, unless it's like a grocery list, I think. But if you're delivering a, an opinionated list of things that you like, you automatically are like listening to someone say, well, this is my first choice of all these things, of these categories. And then anecdotally, you push back against that. You're like, no, mine would be this. <laughs> like a list works on these things. So if that is a dumb list, and I suspect that it is, it works not because it produces valid results, even though it does, because someone wrote it feels that way, or a group of bodies felt that way. But it works because it makes me be like, no, my list is like this, and now I'm making a list. Right. So right. that's the power of lists that I love, which is I want to hear your list because I want to see if it's better than my list. And if right. it isn't, then my list wins, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So. Uh, all right, so uh, moving on from that, and uh, so we're going to jump into movies, and we're yeah. going to try to do some of these pretty quickly, yeah, um, or some of this stuff pretty quickly. Uh, but before we get into stuff that we can actually like hash out, talk about um, I wanted to talk about our friend. So it's uh, yeah. it's Casey Affleck, Jason Segel, uh, Dakota Johnson, and it is based on. Oddly enough, so it's like a true story, and in some sense, it's based on an article that a guy wrote. Yeah, that was in uh, I, I forget what magazine it eventually got, like Esquire. Or I was going to say Vanity Fair or Esquire. Uh, it, it, you know, it got published in one of those things, and uh, so it's, you know, it's not exactly that it's based on that article. It's based on mm -hmm. the guy's life that, <laughs> yeah, you know, that is the subject of the article or whatever. Um, but anyway, it's based on, uh, you know, this guy was a writer, his w wife is dying, and uh, this guy who was their friend, um, who, who, like, just, you know, throws away his life and lives with them <laughs> <laughs> to, like, to, like, help them through it. Like, right. you know, he leaves his job, he moves, he yeah. it, ultimately, like, moves into the house. This is, like... 18 months or more or something that he's, you know, just right. staying with them. And, you know, it progressively, like as things get worse, the more he's there until he ultimately quits his job and moves right. in and the whole thing. Um, and so Casey Affleck is the guy. Yeah. And Jason Siegel is the friend or whatever. And, um, and really it's weird because it is just, it's so the article was titled the friend, mm -hmm. right? And so, like I said, there were arguments about this movie, and uh, I feel like it's w really strange. And then I did, like, some research and found out that the article itself got the same, like, arguments Scrutiny. or yeah. whatever to a certain extent, yeah. right? Um, and, like, it's such a weird thing. With the article, I guess, there's not as much room for it, except that... Um, I don't know. It kind of all comes back to it anyway, but you know, people complain about the movie to a certain extent, not going into like the ugliness of oh, the taking the care of the stuff, illness, the hospice uh, stuff. Yeah. As much as, um, because in the article he mentions, uh, you know, no one really ever tells you about death. Like right. nobody, ever actually talks about how horrible this is going to be. Right. And then in the article, he maybe talks a little bit about how horrible some of it it's is. It's going to be, yeah. And in the movie, you don't really get it's a lot horrible, yeah. right? Right. And and so there is there are people who are uh, 
you know, first of all, giving the movie not great reviews. Right. But also just, you know, spinning their wheels, having this argument about uh, the movie is somehow flawed because we don't get to see the ugliness that he talks about. No one ever telling him about in the article, like as though that's I'm like, please tell me that doesn't matter. Right. right, Okay. And here's the thing. Uh, Yeah. I don't know how much more clear we can be in our titles. Right. <laughs> right. But not that's not what it's about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about the... Uh, Sacrifice. That, it's about you know. the kind of mind-altering craziness that is existing with this friend. Right. Not with your wife dying. I mean... Right. The wife dying is the horrible thing, right? It's incidental, but it's but not primary. But the thing that yeah. at the end of this stuff happening, and, and in the movie, you actually get to the point where he writes the article, right? Okay, right. So so he, uh, you know, he writes it at one point and gives it to his friend to mm-hmm. read or whatever. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally give you like an end throwaway spoilery thing. It's totally not spoilery. It, it, there's nothing to spoil, right? <laughs> right? Except that it's like a thing that happens at the end, right? Um, so you get to the point where he writes the article. He shows it to Jason Siegel's character or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and ultimately, uh, at some point, Jason Siegel has to like leave or right. whatever, right? Right. right. And... Uh, uh, because you know the the movie covers the span of time like uh, you know after right right, right. a little anyway and uh, and and so you know Jason Siegel's still like living in the house or whatever and the dude's writing this article for like a long time and then and at towards the very very end of the movie right Jason Siegel like you know looks at him and goes I thought you were writing about her and right. he goes so did I. Right. And, you know, the movie is just not about her dying right. at all. Right. And uh, it's a really great movie. Everyone in it is uh, bizarrely good. Who's the who's the dying wife? Dakota Johnson. It's Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And uh, and she's she's really good. And there are a lot of parts in it where, uh, you know, there's there's like the hospice nurse comes uh, eventually to move in. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because, uh, she finally shows up and, uh, and she kind of looks at the two of them and, and she's like, no one's been here. Tell me, right. like you guys are idiots. What, like, what do you do? Right. Right. <laughs> and they're yeah. just, you know, no one's sleeping. She's on all these drugs that are right. like really like mood altering and and all this stuff and and just it's it, it's like a horrible right situation death that to, she has right. and the whole thing. But anyway, um, I just I hmm. think it's so weird all of the people talking about this movie as though like the title of the movie was like dying of cancer, the real story, right, or something like that. Like, right. you know, it's not. It's not the thing that we're talking about right now. They want uh, a movie that isn't being shown. Right. You know? What we're talking about right. is uh, who is this guy? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, right. like that's the story. Like the longer you watch the movie and you, you get to see like these flashbacky moments of, you know, they they met in college. Mm-hmm. They like all their friends. friends. But that's a different uh, level of friendship. He's. Uh, so the friend is, you know, dating someone is like in this relationship, <laughs> right? And and that's that ends, right? I'll see you in a couple of years. And uh, yeah, and you get like the woman he's dating, like cannot wrap her head around what he's doing, right. and she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, like there must be some ulterior motive, like yeah, right, like sure. what, like there's a rationalization there, and- like how how can you be doing this? So like she can't. He's like, "Look, I have to go do this," and right. she and she's like, "Well, what about us?" And he's like. I mean, look, I have to go do this. Right, right. <laughs> I'll like, see you when I see you. So anyway, but yeah. it's uh, so it's not like the movie that you want to, you know, right? Have a fun time with or anything. These but people, it is. It's really, really a good movie. These people, if it were about her and there was like this strange character that like had this story, they'd be like, "Well, I need to know about this guy." Like they're never going to be happy. And these are also the critics that. Maybe not critics, but these are people who are critical. They drive me nuts whenever they pipe up with like, man, when does Indiana Jones go to the bathroom? 
Right. How come you don't see right. a bathroom on the Millennium Falcon? And I'm like, right. it's not part of the story. Right. You assume between things, like they do something, like just grow up. Right. Pay attention. Right. You know, that kind of thing. That drives me nuts. We, <laughs> we like jump ahead in time and go, at some point during that time, we jumped ahead. Yeah. Maybe right. someone went to the bathroom sure. or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but it's, it's. So what would you give it? It's really good. Oh, I gave it uh, nine. Give it, it, wow. It's, right. um, it, it's really good, but. You know, it's one of those things, too, where, like, maybe you have to kind of be in the mood for it. Yeah. And uh, that kind of leads me into, uh, I was going to talk about one other thing. Is that out, or is that streaming, or is it coming? Like, where did you, was it a screener? Or uh, was it? Yeah. I Okay. So, I think it's out, but it's out on... Uh, Some network. It's on, like, you know, paper, yeah. whatever, right. whatever you right. call it. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is now. Because it's right. not this, yeah, the world's different now. Right, it's like <clears throat> pay to stream on whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we jump into other movies, uh, the the one thing I did want to say is that WandaVision has come out since mm-hmm. we've uh, last done a show. Did you watch any of it? I haven't yet, and I got to tell you, I've, I didn't do it on purpose. There's been so much real stuff, you know, non-entertainment stuff to be watching and what we've been doing in our house it's I haven't seen a dividing line like this in a long time. People are loving it or they hate it. And right. when they hate it, they hate it. Like right. it's hardcore hate. Right. So I'm curious what I I understand the I don't understand what's happening and there's an argument that they're building up towards something that will be revealing near the end of the season why they're doing what they're doing like it's going to be three-dimensional chess instead of just I mean, look at what we're doing r- i mean it's but to- we're old enough to know the it's, reference it's points to- it's totally obvious what they're doing if you right. had watched the show right. you would not be going you would not now be going well they're going to reveal something right. and then we'll understand things i right. mean it's totally obvious it's clear what's right. happening right uh, some of the people are just like they're like i don't i can't watch this and i'm like right do you understand the reference points so, and they're like stupid old tv and i'm like I, I understand. Right. So it's like, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're like three episodes in. I was going to say I've, three. I've seen three, I, so I don't think I know like two a fourth out one for has, sure. has come out. <clears throat> but there's, uh, I'm pretty sure we're, we're on three. <coughs> Excuse me. And basically what it is, uh, is you take every old show mm-hmm. that was awesome, right? right? There's like some there's Dick Van Dyke show going on. Right. There's like Bewitch yeah. and Brady Bunch, Honeymooners, I, I Love Lucy, Lucy yeah. stuff. You know, there's all these movies and and the show is you're in like these 50s, 60s shows. Yeah, uh, that all were insanely popular. It's got it, it's funny because it I think the two main like curtains in front of this show are dick van dyke show and bewitched yeah and you know because she's a witch and whatever right right. and then we got like this whole dick van dyke thing like their apartment even looks like the dick van dyke show like apartment but then i was thinking about that for a while and i'm like well shit it looks like the bewitched every every one one of those shows use the same things yeah (laughs) because like they're on the same set probably or who knows (laughs) Um, but anyway, but he's, you know, he's got this kind of Dick Van Dyke-esque thing, it, like in the first episode, yeah. I think it's the first episode, where, uh, you know, it's like the boss comes over to dinner, yeah, and, right, and there's sure. like hijinks about like making the food uh-huh. and all this stuff, and then and then obviously spun together with the witchness, because she's a witch, right? Right, right. Um, and then, but then during the show, you know, all these weird things happen mm-hmm. where so clearly what's going on, <laughs> because seriously, it's very obvious, like right. these weird things happen. Um, and, you know, they are in some kind of like virtual reality, mm-hmm. like prison Pro, or yeah. something, you know, where they're trapped in this thing and are not able to realize that they're in it right Right. except that every once in a while they're like wait what's happening and you know like they throw out like some laugh track stops and and there's a moment and yeah right and then all of a sudden everything becomes like very weird Mm -hmm. but they can't quite manage to focus on it right Right. because the program or whatever is influencing their mind and telling them you know who knows what right right 
And uh, and what's kind of funny about it? Um, so I don't know. You probably have to like those shows or right. something, or have some familiarity with them. Uh, yeah, to like get anything out of it. Otherwise, it's just random it, virtual it's not even reality campy that they're it's just trapped odd. in. Right. 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 Um, but so what's kind of funny is uh, they know they have superpowers, mm-hmm. right? And they know that they should not use them and they have to hide them. Right. But they don't seem to understand why or why that makes sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like they're, they're kind of like, uh, you know, put on your fake human skin vision when right. you go to work. Right. Fit right? in. And, and don't stand yeah, out. Yeah. And fit in and all right. that stuff. But. They're like lost in why that's what we're doing, or you know, they don't even question why they're here. Right. Vision keeps talking about, uh, you know, that we're back in the 50s, and Vision has this job where he's using like one of those adding machines with the like lever <laughs> and you like pull the thing down right. and everything. But then people will talk about computers, right. And like there are no computers, but right. someone will talk to him and say something like, You're like a a human computer right, right. and nobody in the room goes, what the hell is a computer? Right, right. <laughs> right, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's fun and it's screwy and I don't know. It is weirdly like camp nonsense yeah. and yet yeah. it's fun and interesting. Right. But yeah, I guess you got to be able to come into I it thought so from many people, like the right place. <clears throat> so many people without a frame of reference are just confused why it looks like a TV commercial from their childhood. And I'm like, well, you don't, you don't right. know the building blocks that that's set upon. And it's got so. it's got fake commercials in the yeah, middle of it, right. which is like really funny. Right. Anyway. Uh, okay, so Wonder Woman. We're uh, we're gonna Wonder run, Woman run through some movies All right. uh, <clears throat> fair, fun. fairly quickly and uh, see how much time we can waste. Yeah. <laughs> so Wonder Woman, so I've already like kind of talked about it a little, right? And uh, I did not love it. So um We've already had that side of the conversation to one extent, I guess. So what, what, do, what are you giving it? What do I you guessed do what I think I whatever? guessed what you. I don't remember us ever really getting into it, but maybe no, we did, did. But I guessed it what you would give it. But I, I have a mark next to it, which means I don't know. Yeah, I gave it a but, four. Okay, I was not thought. I was. I, gave, I thought you had give it a three and a half. So I'm yeah, not that far yeah. off. Well, you liked it a lot better than I did. Um, which is funny because at four you're twice as happy with it. I gave it a two, and I was I was pretty gracious giving it a two. This the film is just an absolute. It's just an absolute misfire on every single thing that was fun and no pun intended wonderful about the first one. And when you look at like when you start comparing things, like why is this, <clears throat> why is this working so differently? Why is this so weird? And it starts with the writing, like. In the, in the first film, Patty Jenkins had a lot of responsibility, but didn't have a lot of the trust from the studio because she was still, I mean, right, she's an established right. person. She makes some really good films. But in this, they needed a hit. And when they finally got it, I guess there's some finagling into her, like, well, I know a good story. Let's write this with somebody. And Jeff Johns is not the most fantastic writer. And everything that is a problem with this film starts with the writing. And the idea and the precipice... You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to watch this film without feeling even from the start. And it's famously she had this big thing which came out where she's talking about how she had to fight for two opening scenes, technically. Right. Diana as a kid, you know, on uh Themyscira running around trying to be Wonder Woman and showing such great promise and learning a big lesson that is so heavy handed. I mean, right. it's almost like right. they pause the film. And then everywhere you are, someone comes out with a big rubber hammer and hits you with it. And it's like, hey, you paying attention? This is the thing. Right. Watch this. And then there's this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, then there's this big mall opening scene just because it seems really awesome to put this in 1984 for some reason it's, and showcase malls. It's, but, really, it's really just you know, the malls. And it's, so, it's such a weird scene in the movie. It's so out of place. Because it feels so much like... Somebody said, look, Stranger Things is possible. This is what I was going to say. Watch what Stranger Things did. But I got another problem, and it's weird to to attack this movie by way of Star Wars, but I'm going to do it. I don't know if you remember one of our biggest 
mutual complaints about Rogue One, which is by the time it gets to the end of the film, the whole the whole idea on what they have to do in order to solve the film and, and become heroes is like a video game. Right. They have to get to this thing, like in Galaxy Quest, they made a very popular satirical commentary on why is the ship guarded by like moving laser robot eyes and knives? And they're like, well... The aliens that watched your show built the show based on whatever you guys had a dilemma when he goes, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when I'm yep. watching that second opening scene, I'm playing <clears throat> PlayStation 5 Wonder Woman and I'm learning like, oh, this is how you do your slide kick. Right. You have to use your lasso this way. Mm-hmm. And it's so unnecessary. It delivers so much patronizing fan service like her... And I get it. I understand what role this film is having lately in the same way I understand what Black Panther did. But for her to stop and take up screen time to wink at a little girl to say, hey, girl power. Like, I understand, but you are so heavy-handed in all the nuanced stuff that you didn't need to do that is bogging your film down. If that was enough, I'd barely give this a five. The villain is stupid. The climax is annoying. The characters don't act right. The plot is uneven. Like this thing is just often unbalanced, uninteresting, disengaging, and disappointing based on how much fun three fourths of the first film was. I I still loathe every every time she gets to the point where she has to fight Ares in the first film, I'm like, this film sucks now. Right. You guys wasted all this time building up to something that's just so blah. Right. But the first three quarters of that movie, watching a strong female superhero who were not constantly gazing at her figure in tight lycra, it worked. It was really, really fantastic. And in this, it's like they just they just exposed all these dumb ideas that Patty Jenkins had. And believe me, they're dumb. They're right. really dumb. So and every, barely gave it a two. And everything that gets, uh, the closer you get to the end, oh. really just the dumber it gets. And, and the thing that I really didn't like about it now uh, you know i should say because i'm about to say a bunch of things that are awful about it Mm -hmm. uh, there were parts that i liked only a couple for me not many there there were a few parts that i liked i liked most of the stuff uh where we get to you know play fun with her ghost boyfriend nonsense yeah. that's just because chris pine is charismatic i, I liked i liked <laughs> him uh, i liked him being in it yeah um and i you know i liked so here's a weird thing if you got like the mall scene mm-hmm. which is even weirder i think because the mall scene feels like we filmed that like two years ago mm-hmm. and just that kept it in stock. and then decided to go a whole different way with everything Right. But then said, well, but let's stick that in anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's shot really different. It looks really different. It feels like, uh, like I said this in my review online, like it feels like we are trying to channel Knight Rider or yeah. like the A-Team or something. Mm-hmm. The people robbing the thing are so like out of Scooby-Doo or this something. This is some A-Team you know, it's, yeah, secondary, it, not even big so, villain of the week. It's yeah. so weird. Uh, and then you get into the rest of the movie and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, now it's like a, you know, Wish actual like, movie or right. something, right? Like, yeah. like it's all of a sudden uh, we aren't filming TV from right. the 70s or whatever. Anyway, um, but but ev- but the farther you go on, e- everything is goofier and goofier until we get to this end that's like really super goofy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything... It, in between those parts that really isn't actually about the plot. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked uh, the, the scenes where we're not really moving through the plot. The I thought plot. that, uh, you know, the villain was such a waste. Yeah. And, uh, and there was like nothing to him and you know, he can do better stuff yeah. than, <laughs> than what they made him do. Well, in the comics, Maxwell Lord is like, he's serious. He's like a Lex Luthor kind of like, Right. Not a not a stereotype, but he's a very dangerous person, you know. But right, I mean, in in this, he's like a goofball. And one of the other things that I really hated about this was, you know, as much as I and probably you too, yeah, are are good with not explaining things. Like you take a movie like uh, Boy and His Dog or something, and you don't right. explain anything. Right, you just. We just watch you be in that world, and the right. dog talks, and we don't. Sure. We don't tell you about 
why, you know, how? whatever. Right. We just like run through things. But in but in a movie like this, you can't have that guy know what this thing is, know what all its powers are, right. know that he could do the thing that he does and just wish himself to be the thing and be able to do the stuff. Yeah. How the hell does he know that that would be a thing? Yeah. And then you go, well, uh, we found this desk and there's some papers on it. Yeah. And uh, okay, now we've explained everything. The and, best. Now, and now suddenly it all makes sense. Look, what? If, if, we were, if we were doing an hour show on this alone, I'd have so many more things to dive deeply into and not all of them are Kristen Wiig because I actually like her very much until the end and most of most of my problems with her in the end is that the CG just looks absolutely like 40 years old it looks so bad and it's done purposefully to cover up how bad it is and I don't understand how it got there but the the fact that there's one like one of the things that I liked very much in there, which is just the most casual throwaway thing, is she wants to be more like Diana. Right. And the stone right. knows who Diana is and she doesn't. And that's a big consequence. Like there's some real good monkey's paw. Right. But that, they, that doesn't go anywhere. And there needs to be more of those right. great moments. That as how you're <laughs> working the plot. That's I thought amazing. was awesome. Yeah, like I thought, wow, we're at eleven now. That's so thoughtful right. and, and then, interesting. And then it's just completely and then it's disregarded, wasted. You know, I have a lot of problem problems with Maxwell Lord, partially because I just thought he was miscast in a way, but misdirected a hundred percent. He's it's at a hundred percent. You take Nathan Fillion and combine him with Antonio Banderas's DNA, and you got this guy that just screams Alistair over and over right, and over right. again. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Drives me so nuts. Yeah, you know? it's it's uh, horrible. And, you know, the the weird thing about the movie, too, it's is sad. that oh, you, go, you go all through the movie and you get to, like, towards the very end. And it for me, it was like watching Bill and Ted 3 yeah, again. Right. Uh, <clears throat> where you I get to you the end and it, you go, I don't know. Just right, saying. Just do. Yeah. Like, right, just get to it now. You Like, you wrote, like, Bill and Ted 3, I thought, actually had, like, mm-hmm. some fun moments or something. But really, we wrote, like, three quarters of that movie. And then somebody said, uh, the movie ends in six hours. Right. Film something. Right. And then the movie's over and that's it. You can't have any more money. And right. it's like, that's what happened with this. They were yeah. just like, I don't know where this is going, but now be done it's it's, like uh okay now i have to solve all the world's problems in like five minutes i go um everybody like be nice or something even worse than even worse than that how are we going to figure this out and then somebody's kid who's next to the craft service table goes just have everybody renounce their wishes (laughs) right right and i gotta tell you if i'm in that world and i'm getting my wish i might give my my wish up but there are some fatwa jihadists out there that aren't going to give their wish up for nothing i don't right. care how much solidarity and unity we like sorry and there's right. going to be some selfish person who's like i still want a hundred million dollars right sorry that's not like this kumbaya yeah, ending where wonder woman brings out the loss so no what please all right stop uh okay so uh wonder woman, is bad. uh wonder woman is okay, bad wonder woman okay the mid- midnight sky uh george george clooney i already talked about this one uh before um i feel like i gave it like five yeah um if you didn't that's what i have written down (laughs) yeah um you were very positive about the five but it's still five yeah so the the movie was sort of strange although not unique uh exactly in that um i i really liked the journey right yeah i liked watching it all happen i liked george clooney in it the girl was amazing um i you know i didn't love most of anything that happened uh, with the ship that's coming back mm-hmm. i thought a lot of that was kind of meh and then uh mm-hmm. and then some of it was like we have to go outside i'm like great you're dead because <laughs> it was just it was so it's obvious harsh, yeah. you know it was it, it was just so like I mean, you know, we've seen it all before and yeah. it's like, why? And then and then they try to explain things when they're on the ship and they're like, oh, look, this is like the unchartedness yeah, right. of having to have someone die. Right. Like, right. like there was there was no actual reason for anything except we have to ha- figure out a way for someone to die yeah. on a ship where we should not, it should not be possible be, that we have these right, problems. Right. And so then it's just like, um, you know, it's like a widget, this yeah. death yeah. or whatever. So that was all kind of goofball. 
And then you get like the last 15 or 20 minutes. I hated everything that happened. Like yeah. every single thing that happened at the end, I was like, screw you. Yeah. That's not a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then I hated yeah. it. But I liked I liked the journey. The yeah. journey was like pretty good. And I don't know, the little, you know, yeah, M. Night twist of I it. I was I like, know. ah, whatever, fine. I mean, it's just it's throw that into the mix of things that I don't like. Yeah. But then still, you know, I would say I would probably tell people to watch it. And, and yeah, cause because it's still it's not a bad a watch. So, I, I gave right, it a five. So, I gave it a five too. And most of that is because it started losing points as it went on. The first 10, 20, and 30 minutes, it was like up to eight. And I'm having such a fun time. And I realize I'll watch George Clooney do anything. Like right. he doesn't have to do anything Especially much, if he's alone. Especially if he's alone. He's just walking around and he's gruff. And he's he looks haggard, but man, it's just the guy has just got that thing, that charismatic vibe. And then eventually you learn like he's not alone and he's got a purpose and I understand the purpose and it's kind of fun. But the movie made a bad decision where instead of being like Moon, it decided to be a bit more like The Martian and start splitting the story between the space crew right. and Watley trapped and then, on Mars. And then, and then also it falls we got away. like his past. Right. And, in. and I kind of like, you know, as a small, as a small bonus, instead of just like de-aging him, like so popular is being done, they just recast, you yeah. know, we got a young guy in and we know it's supposed to be him. There's this setup for the story stinger later that comes that's so clumsy and awkwardly obvious. Like there's not a thing here. By the time I'm in the last fifteen or twenty minutes of the film, I'm I'm watching, I'm watching like the grade of this just drop precipitously. Like it's like eight, yeah. eight and a half, and then I'm like, well, now it's like seven, and I'm feeling bored, and I'm looking at my watch. Now I'm looking to see how long the film is. Jeez, now they're doing this. Five is five is pretty modest because for me that means it's average. You know, if you want to see a film and it's on Netflix, and you know, this is not a bad way to spend an hour and a half, two hours. But if you start really thinking about it, and I don't mean like Superman's cape wouldn't move like that kind of thinking, but you know, near the end, the thing that cracks me up is they're returning home. Clooney's trying to tell them, don't come home. Home is damaged. You got to go elsewhere. And even in like the Martian, they're going to do like this weird slingshot maneuver. One of the guys is like, hey, hey Captain, I got to leave the ship. I got to go down. I promised my family I'd be there, even though everybody's left, but I'm going to go down there. And then some other like crewmate is like eh, i'm gonna go with you right and then what you do is you watch the captain and his wife first mate uh actually that's kind of a pun uh his science officer whoever she is they spend what i think is supposed to be a very thoughtful end credit scene of like eight minutes tapping a bunch of buttons furiously on the control deck and i'm thinking this is a ship about the size of a small city and if you guys are tapping that much you can't afford to let anybody off this <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, the right. fact that you have adults making these dumb decisions and letting them go and hugging everybody, like, I'm sorry. You can leave if you want. I'm not going to shoot you, but it's mutiny. You'll never work again. You're going to die on the planet, so screw you. But the other guy, you're not going anywhere. We need you to move the thing so we don't die. <laughs> right. It just doesn't make any sense. And the idea that it had built on everything to get to a point where there were all these like hard choices... They're not hard choices. Right. It's all quite obvious. And if you ever looked at Earth from the space position that they looked at and saw that it didn't look like the blue planet anymore, it looked like a turd going down the drain. I don't think you'd take a shuttle there. I think you'd probably go elsewhere. Right. I mean, none of it, so none it's just, of it it's makes just sense stupid. at the end. You know, it's just uh, dumb. None of it makes sense at the end. The fact that they go down, for me, that's just like... Um, you know, if I if we have a movie and one of the things we're talking about is these NASA scientists who went to a moon mm -hmm. really far away to find out if it could support life and we could all move there, right. right? At no point in the movie do I want those people to be revealed as morons. Right. And if they decide, hey, I'm going down to the planet where I'm going to die no matter what, mm -hmm. then you're a moron. Mm -hmm. I don't care what your weird, my family's dead problems are. Yeah. You're an idiot. Right. And the movie, and then the real problem that I have even more is that, uh, you know, I'm not sure about George Clooney anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the ship that they're doing, that their whole thing, they need like 40, 50 people to be on it. Yeah. Because the people who are going back, 
Right. Uh, humanity's dead anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're only going to live and die on that planet and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, you can't repopulate the world with two people. Two and dudes. One of, one of them's pregnant. Right. And then that's yeah. it. Right. right. Anyway, I don't know. The, the movie The movie definitely falls away. The less Clooney is the focus. And that happens about, you know, 45 minutes in. It starts hinting at it 45 minutes in. And then it really moves away from him as just for him to be a supporting character right. for their conclusion. And that's a dumb mistake. But even, even looking back on him, when we see him and he's... Uh, you know, he's all by himself and we watch him for like a long time being by himself and you get further and further into the movie and learn more and more about him yeah. and exactly who he is. And then you think back at, on it and you go, I can't believe he was being exactly that right. guy the whole time, right. even though he wasn't doing anything, right. but I still knew that he was exactly that guy. Yeah. It's so inconsistent. Like, Man, that is crazy. Yeah. Cause right? that like, stuff is so great. Yeah. yeah that, right. That's, that's really good. Okay. Uh, I don't know how we're going to like get to both of these movies, but, uh, let's, so let's do the little things first, uh, okay. just in case we have to abandon nomad land until next week. Until next week. Right. Cause little things is Friday. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. So little things is, uh, Denzel Washington, uh, Jared Leto and, uh, Rami Malek. Re- yeah. And, uh, and really that's pretty much it. <laughs> that is pretty much it. it it's really that actually is pretty much it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we got to do like a fairly quick version of this. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to say uh, I I give this movie two and a half, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I hated almost everything about it. Yeah. And then here's what happened. This is like for me. Uh, this is a movie designed for me to hate it mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. For me, this was like the opposite of watching the sixth sense. Yeah. This was like the exact opposite experience of, uh, cause in the sixth sense, right. Uh, so I love it. I, I love right. the sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I don't love much else that he's done. I, right. I don't like even much else that he's done. Right. But I love the sixth sense and the sixth sense for me was I watched this movie that I was, you know, on the edge of my seat for everything, right? Like really loving everything that happened. And then at the end, all of a sudden I was like, man, what? Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and everything, everything I watched was like a little bit better. Right. But didn't really matter because I loved everything the whole time. Right. 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 This movie, uh, was, (laughs) I hated everything that was happening. Right. Right. And I hated watching everything I had to watch, especially because so much of it was so, uh, Jared Leto, uh, I think he was really good Mm -hmm. because I hated watching his character so much, which meant he was doing exactly what he was told to do. Right. right? He was, (laughs) right. He was being exactly the useless, stupid character yeah, right uh that he was supposed to be um but i'm watching the whole movie and the whole time in the back of my mind i'm like okay we're gonna get to the end and then like something cool is gonna happen right and i'm gonna go all right i right. guess it was kind of worth it because that was so cool right and instead the <laughs> dumbest thing ever happened yeah yeah <laughs> and then i was like but now I watched that whole thing, and like this is what happens. And then right. Denzel Washington's character goes, uh, "Here's a twist." Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then it ends, and then it goes. Thanks for watching. And I would give this movie. That's a, actually pretty true. I would give this movie a zero. Yeah. Except that, as much as I hated everything <laughs> that was happening, yeah. And uh, uh, Rami Malek <laughs> was fairly good, but he was almost like a waste. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was good, but I did it didn't matter, and right. I didn't care. And he could have been anyone. And I was going to say, it, anyone you know, whatever. Right. And uh, and I I I hated Jared Leto, but I loved. But I really loved everything about Denzel Washington, and I don't normally like him as much as yeah, no, everybody not, else does. Yeah, you're but hard I but I actually liked watching him. Yeah. maneuver his way through this movie right. even though i hated what was going on but yeah. it was it was kind of like the george clooney thing almost yeah. right like i still liked watching him do it and i was like man yeah because you know 10 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever 
Like I would watch Denzel Washington stuff and go, I don't know. I just like watching him. Right. Be he's got, stuff. he's got something. But then for like a long time, I'm like, well, then he was, Denzel you know, stuff Washington. was like, whatever. Right. Like I wasn't, you know, he wasn't that great to me. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's still, he's a, Washington. He's a good right. actor. He, yeah, right. He knows but I just, you I know, whatever. You um, but if it wasn't for him, man, if it, if he would have been somebody else, yeah, I don't know. This would at least be zero. I might have right. shut it off. Right. But it was uh, right. every next thing that happened. It's like this whole movie was like <laughs> cobbled together with like rejected scripts from yeah. TV cop shows or something. Yeah. And, you know, people went, well, no, that's too stupid. Why would you do that? Right. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know. You just wait right. until the end right. when... I'll get nothing. You. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I so liked it. I liked that's it. What a, I gave it. <laughs> I liked it a little bit better than you. Uh, I I wavered around three and a half to four, and I'll give it four partially because it's it's a little over two hours, and it desperately wants to be seven. You know, the David Fincher film that's really creepy and oh, atmospheric, yeah. and it it can't come anywhere close to that. And then when it really, truly wants to be is the one of my favorite films in the last decade, which is Prisoners. It yeah. wants to be a film that is compressing people who are helpless to try to get to a monster that needs, you know, stopping before other people are hurt and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And all the leads are just turning to dust. And it doesn't know how to do that either because, like you said, Somewhere somebody is like, we should make a movie that's like Seven for people that are too scared to watch Seven. <laughs> and and then they double down on that. And as they keep adding things to it to try to make it interesting and engaging, they have no way to get out of it. And right. when they finally figure a way out, it's not even a way out. What it is, it's, it's, it's an infuriating reveal that makes their attempt at being coy and clever seem so insulting because it doesn't even come close to resolving what they've been building up and what you become invested in watching. Well, it doesn't I, do anything. I think <laughs> I think that I have a I have a strange problem which my watching Rami Malek for the first 15 minutes is always like literal nails on a chalkboard. I have such a hard time watching him and hearing him and it's not cuz he's not you know, he, he is, he talks the way he talks and he looks the way he looks. This is no big deal. Hollywood doesn't have to be filled with beautiful people. I like watching Danny DeVito. I mean, no offense to Danny. He's not, he's no George Clooney. Um, but there's just something about watching him. And then eventually I kind of got into it and I kind of liked him a little bit. By the time I see his kids in the pool, which if you've seen it, you'll know when that is. I'm like, uh, this is this is all going bad now. I, I can see what's going to happen, and this is not going to it's not going to work because they haven't shown the genius or the subtlety to get it to there already. They're not going to be able to deliver this. There's a moment of about there's there's maybe thirty five minutes in the almost middle of that film where Deke and Baxter are working together. And there's a good chemistry between them, and I like that. Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. where the strength of most of that four for me comes from. But anything that's lacking there comes entirely from Jared Leto. Right, his his character is in in lesser talented hands, just a dumb cliche of cop films and murder mysteries. But in his hands, this was actually kind of spooky that they wanted, spooky that they needed. And I never thought that he was like Kevin Spacey smart, going to outsmart everybody. I never thought he was Hannibal Lecter dangerous, like I can smell the lotion on your skin so I know telepathically where you are. I just thought he was just smart enough to be a pain in the ass the way he would have been. And his affectations, his looks, his speech pattern was kind of creepy. And it worked yeah. for me. But then again, like you said, it reaches a point where things start chipping away and slowing down to get to the to get to the conflict and the resolution. And it just starts sliding away. And in the end, the little things, not to sound like really fun with puns, and I know we're we're getting close, but the little things Deke, you know, Denzel Washington says it's the little things that matter. There's a, there's a buildup of a lot of little things that seem kind of fun and interesting and engaging. 
And I thought the scene where he's in his place ransacking it was tense. I was right, actually like, right. kind of like, man, this is going to go bad quick. And then, and that that scene was actually pretty cool great. because of uh, Rami Malek because of getting involved right, in it and going, okay, in. what do I do now? Right. And you're like, there was actually like an interesting part to his character where mm-hmm. his character is like, I don't actually want to be involved with this guy, right. but I think it's probably the best thing to do to, to do be involved here. with right. this guy. So now I'm going <laughs> to, you know, save him from being trapped and all this stuff. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't necessarily watch these and we're not talking about it this week. I don't know if we will. Um, I didn't watch them back to back, but I saw memories of murder a few films before this. That's a little over two hours too. I'll watch memories of murder eight or nine times again before I ever consider the little things because even though they both have a very bizarre ending, one of them is very thoughtful and consistent and building upon its own story arc and the other just does willy-nilly like, I think this might spook you. Right. The little things is missing one important thing. That's a big thing and that's a good ending. The ending that it has, the last 15 minutes, I'm with you. It sucks. It sucks so bad it's like four stars off the top. That bad suck. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, really, and you know, the other thing, it, it is the ending is really goofy, and you get to the end and you're like, oh my God, I sat through all that. Mm-hmm. But all of the stuff that you're watching, like I said, the whole movie is yeah. like you have to, you have to wade through all this stuff. And it lies to you, basically. It does all the time. By trying to convince you that you're going towards that you're something. Going to, that you're in a different movie. And, and you're yeah. like, you're like, okay, this is awful, but I'm going to so get I'll stick with you, right? Right, because you're telling me I'm going to, right? Yeah, but all that stuff along the way, and like I said, I, I you know, I hate Jared Leto's character though, yeah, because when he's not uh, pointless, mm-hmm. he's stupid, yeah. right? He's just twirling his mustache, right? You know, just for the sake of twirling his mustache, and that's not interesting anymore, right? right? He just maybe is literally insane and what and you're like okay so i mean and and there's there's a lot of parts in the movie like you know when they when they have him like in the box right and they're interviewing him stuff like you know 20 minutes on either side of that right that whole Uh area of time for all I know, might have just been ad libbed. Right. Like, right. They, they might have just said, okay, you're in the box now. Okay, right. everybody, you know who your characters are. Let's I don't know. Go. Right. Yeah. Let's see what, see you, what do. you do. Right. And, and you yeah, all got Oscars. Show and me. Then, and yeah. then you get to the end and yeah. you're like, well, yeah, because it doesn't matter right. what happened in there. Doesn't the, make any difference what they all do. Jared yeah. Leto just gets to go, I'm going to be really crazy and screw with you. Mm-hmm. And Denzel Washington goes, I'm going to slam the wall. Right. Because- I'm going to some stuff because I can. The, the, we're done. I know. But one of my favorite throwaway moments that made me stay through the film, because it does these little things everywhere for a very small amount of time, when Denzel kicks the leaves. When he when he goes to his old house and they're talking about stuff and there's a reason why he kicks the leaves and I watch that and I'm like that's friggin' genius and I don't even know if that's in the script right like that's the moments that I'm staying to watch because there's going to be something like that right. awesomeness that tacks onto things and then characters become people they weren't for the last hour and a half and they start doing things that they wouldn't have done and I'm like okay well that, that was a film right and then but then you get to the end right. And I have to say, uh, and we'll uh, get out in a sec, but I have to say, you know, they get to the part where we're really close to the end, yeah. right? And it's like, now we're going to go for a drive. Yeah. And and everything that happens, you know, probably even maybe 10 minutes before we actually go for the drive. Yeah. Um, but everything, every next thing that happens is less and less believable. Right. And you start every going, single one, right. why am I even you know, yeah. entertaining the idea of believing right. this. Right. And then right. all of a sudden Rami Malik is like digging holes and stuff. And you're like, what? Right. I, I mean, then at right. some point it becomes so incredulous yeah. that you're just like, what the hell? And, and then stuff happens and you're uh, come on. Yeah. It's like, just I mean, it's then, dumb. It's then it's dumb. just like, I don't, then we're at the point where we're like, I don't know how to, End yeah. it. I, right. I don't know what the end was supposed to be. So yeah. here's this. And right. What, uh, and back in a time when not knowing the end and being ambiguous about things and then just fading to black was like great, this would have still right. sucked. And it, it feels oh. almost like uh, a turd. 
it feels almost like watching uh, you know any number of movies that we yeah. can go through where whoever's making the movie right thinks that they're like a thousand times smarter than Better. the next smartest person. Right. Yeah, and they think they get to the end and they and everyone's watching it and they go ha ha, <laughs> and like and everyone else yeah. goes what yeah like right. that <laughs> right like they the movie gets to the end and thinks man did i right nail i get that. you got you like, what yeah. and somebody in a studio position was like man you got me right let's put this out i've seen high school reenactments of old murder she wrote episodes <laughs> that were more clever than this like it's not yeah i don't know a- anyway all right so uh so there's no, I actually would suggest there are no movies you can go see. I would actually suggest there you go. I would actually strangely suggest people not watch this. Right. Like I actually right. think that's a waste of time. Yeah. In in a way that even though my grade of four versus the midnight sky of five is just a hair off, I would say watch Midnight Sky, but I would say skip the little things. Right. You know, right. that's a big waste of your time. So Anyway. All right. Uh, so uh, next week and uh Stuff. we're gonna go a few minutes over again because I'm gonna say uh, cause it's getting to that time and we talked about it. So I think not our next show. Yeah. Right. But after our next show, right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to start the chain of the lists. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to, uh, we're going to have to do, uh, we got our best of the year, worst of the year, and then our awards. Yep. Um, and then by the time that all plays out, you know, we may be getting close to like the end of February when it's yeah. getting close to when, Oscar the, time anyway. when the Critics' Choice Awards are and, and, the, all, Choice, and uh, the Golden Globes is like yeah, right in the mix somewhere. Too. But so we got to get to that before it's they do. too late. Yeah. And it's like right. after all the awards. Yeah, right. So. Stay tuned for that, and uh, maybe next week we'll actually have a movie that we <laughs> recommend you watch right. or something. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Yeah, bye. Hey, listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.